Hi, I'm Anton Ferdinand. Subscribe to Beyond the Hashtag. Welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Hashtag Christmas Special with Anton Ferdinand. This is part two. Part one will be in the description, so if you haven't watched it already, go and check it out right now. Stop and go back. We spoke about Anton's documentary, Football Racism and Me. We spoke about a few other reactions to that documentary and Anton's thoughts on it and how it really made him feel, um, both the creation of it and the aftermath. Today's episode, we're going to get into some of the current present topics and Anton's views on them and, and my views and, and have a little bit of a discussion on, on where we see the game going with regards to discrimination. And yeah, guys, without much ado, we'll get into the episode. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a like, leave a comment, all the usual stuff. But other than that, enjoy the rest of the conversation. You are now locked into the Beyond the Hashtag podcast. Hashtag BTH pod. Yeah, so Anton, touching on um, what you mentioned about not seeing yourself as, as that guy who, you know, because you made the documentary, it's made X change and Y change and X, Y, Z wouldn't have happened if you made a documentary. I've got some thoughts about people being the sacrifice, maybe not willingly, but like in terms of current players and, and the role that they have to play. Um, it's not a role that, less, less, that they're applying for necessarily, but because of the position they have, um, I feel like they potentially have a role to play in sacrifice to make positive change for the generations to come so if you want to reference current players taking the knee for example or just anything that they're doing you know putting promotional campaigns on social media this is both white and black players by the way but it's especially black players because we're the ones that you know feel like a lot of the hurt and ethnic minority players mm -hmm. that kind of thing so i mean like what are your thoughts on on current players like and their responsibility in doing that kind of thing so and, and we're looking past let's say um Marcus Rashford and Raheem, who are doing that and probably doing above and beyond, but like everyone else in that space, like what kind of role do they have to play in, let's call it being the sacrifice? Um, Marcus is sacrificing himself for the kids, mm. I would say. Um, but I also think that the taking and the is part of a process. I think people are too quick to say, oh, I'm not doing it because it's not making change. You've got to be realistic. We're trying to fight against something that's been there for hundreds of years. Generational, we're talking. Are we going to change it in a matter of days, in a matter of months? No chance. No way. There's a process to change. Mm. You know? My dad's been here 60 years. Mm. Or no, 50-something years my dad's yeah. been here. It's the first time there's an air of change. There's an air of sense of, of wow, we've got something to hold on here. We, mm. There can be, there might actually be change. Yeah, you can see some light. You can be, exactly. Yeah. Are we where we want to be? We're nowhere near it. Yeah. Nowhere near it. Right, but taking a knee is part of that process, I believe. Mm. You know, and the reason being is because it continues the conversation that for so long has been a conversation that people don't yeah, want to have. So silent, literally. But now people want to have it. Do you know why? 
because their kids are saying, Dad, why is my favourite player taking a knee? And they might ask it a month for a month every Saturday or every time they see another player. Oh, okay, Jordan Henderson's my favourite player. He's, Dad, why is he taking a knee? The next week, um, my second, I see Panzer on my second favourite player, Mo Salah. Why is Mo Salah taking a knee, Dad? Or Mum? You know what I mean? So it continues the conversation. And it makes people have to speak about it. So it's part of a process for me. But what I would say, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Mm. But what are you doing then? Exactly. What are you doing? Yeah, is the question. Some people say they're pointing to a badge. No, no, but no, but <laughs> if you're not going to take a knee yeah. and pointing yeah. to a badge ain't really a symbol of, of, of what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing then? Yeah. Like, what are you doing off the pitch then? Because yeah. if you don't want to do that, on the, what are you doing? Mm. And that's to black, white, anyone. Asian, mm. anyone. If okay, not don't want to be part of taking any, what are you doing mm. to champion this conversation? What are you doing? Mm. If you're not doing, then you're part of the problem. You're not doing something, okay. you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and that's my thoughts on it. That's my personal opinion on it. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. Because it is part of a process. And and that's the way that I see it. Yeah. And then going towards like, let's say sticking with the the black players in in, in the community. And if we look at the money aspect, so we know about the European Super League, how quick everything was was changed and done. So if you're looking at money, does that have to be more of like, let's say, black players pulling out of certain sponsorship deals and all these kind of things. like, And that's why I talk about sacrifice because say, say for example, like you're not going to get a check at a particular company because you're making a stand to you know not be of that company because of racism, that kind of thing. Like, does there have to be more of that kind of thing from like from, from the players who are around and current and you know in the spotlight to, to kind of help our community? I'm not saying that I'm like putting the burden solely on them, but I, there has to be some kind of responsibility on them, as well as obviously, you know, we're talking about white players. That's, speaking the, that's the difference between English sports and American sports. Mm. That's the, the that's the biggest difference. Players in America are willing to sacrifice something. Mm. Our players ain't. But I understand. I get it. Yeah. It's easy for me to say this retired now. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done when I was playing. And, you know, I, I've got a family to feed. I've got kids. Mm. You know what I mean? I've got things that I need to do financially. So it's easy for me to sit on the other side of the fence and go, do you know what? Like they need, like why haven't anyone, why hasn't anyone done that? Mm. You know, but that would be a massive stand. But I'm also a believer of the onus is too much on the players. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. And I can say this comfortably because I've said it to organisations that run our game. Why is it on the players to walk off the pitch? Mm. Because the minute a player walks off the pitch, they're getting abused. Yeah. They're getting abused. Not just that. And let's use England as a yeah. and as an example. Yeah. Right? The week leading up to the Bulgaria game. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Yeah. That's why the questions to the to Gareth Southgate and the players were if it happens, do. what are you gonna do? Gareth and the players said, Oh, we'll we'll stick to the, the three step protocol. Right. And we'll, if it gets bad, we'll walk off the pitch. We'll come off the pitch. It was bad. Mm. But I know, as a professional, I'm not walking off the pitch. Mm. 
I sit here today, retired, and go, do you know what? I'd walk off the pitch. I need to, I would walk off the pitch. But when you're in that, remember football's an emotional sport. When you're emotional, you don't you don't make the right decisions. Yeah. You know, and I would never I've raped been racially abused twice on the pitch. You know? One allegedly <laughs> and one playing for England. And the one against England, I didn't want to walk up to pitch. I was like, let's beat him. Yeah, yeah. But for anyone who knows me, I'm a joker. I like to joke. I like to party. If we, if we're like, yeah. <laughs> I like to like, if we win a game, and this was the game against Germany to go into the into the European okay. Championships. So we won to get into the European Championships, and like. Lads were celebrating. I walked straight down the tunnel because I was vexed. Yeah. But I never thought to leave the pitch mm. because I'm a professional yeah. and I've got a job to do. And if I do leave the pitch, he's won. Yeah, that, that was my thought process mm. as a professional, as a player. Yeah. Players still have that same thought process. Yeah. But it shouldn't even be like... But like players have that same thought process. But you're telling me if... Gareth Southgate went around the whole of the squad and said, oh, if if anyone don't want to go back on the pitch, say it and we won't we all don't go on the pitch. I ain't being the one that goes like no, that. No, no. And then risk Because he's the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. That person's the scapegoat. And FIFA might give you the free nil loss. Because it's it's, it's coming out. Mm. That's one thing that's happening. Oh, it was uh so and so that say didn't want to go exactly. out. That's yeah, why we didn't go we, out. Yeah, and that's why we lost because FIFA it's not even that's why we lost, but it will, but it will, that narrative will come yeah. on social media 100%. But that person, probably scared to say, there's probably someone that didn't want to go back up. They were scared to put their hand up yeah, because they yeah. didn't want to be the one that got got, got abused. Mm. And I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So why was it that, why didn't the FA delegate who was there at the game who's high up in the FA, whoever it may be, why didn't they, because they've heard their manager and their players all week say they'll, yeah. they'll walk off the, yeah. they will walk off the the pitch. Why didn't they walk down into the dressing room at half time and say, Gareth, players, Don't go back. you're not going back on. And us as an FA will take this hit. Mm. We will say we withdrew you. Mm. Not none of the players walked off. We felt that it was too much. So we wanted to protect our players. You can't abuse a frameworks of a company. You can't abuse that. You can abuse a person. You can abuse an individual. But it's like uh, an individual who works in the FA or in any organization, they can remo remove themselves from, from social media because they don't get paid to be on it. Yeah. A footballer gets paid to be yeah. on it. So it's not like you can just remove yourself. People say, oh, why don't you, you're getting abused. Why don't you just come off of it? Because some of your sponsors ask you to be on it because you need, that's why you got that's why you got a million pound and not 200, 250 grand. Yeah. You got a million because of your followers. Mm. So you have to tweet, you have to do this. You have to do that. So why is the onus on players, on players yeah. when there's big organisations who can take the brunt of it, because there's going to be abuse. Yeah. There's going to be. 
Why are you walking off the pitch for? You're on 150 grand a week. You're on 200 grand. What are you walking off the pitch for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was on that money, I would just take it. Exactly. Right? So that's my belief that the onus is too much on the players and not football as a whole. And then that makes me be- think to myself, does football want discrimination out of their sport or not? Because if they it. did, they'll take responsibility. Yeah. And all of this, oh, it has to be the player's responsibility. It's a get out. It's a cop out for me. Mm. Take the ball by take the ball by its horns, mm. and deal with it yourself, mm. and back your players, and support your players in the right way by taking them out the firing line. Mm. That for me is a stand. But the reason why that I ain't ever spoken about is because who of ethnic minority That's is at literally what I was gonna say is yeah. at the table that makes the yeah. decisions. Yeah. If you're looking at top down approach, like you can't get that because the people at the top don't care. So that's why And there's a saying things don't the things don't rot from the bottom up, they rot from the top, top down. down. So get the top Change. in order, yeah. and I can only I can only use not only but the FA is the most prominent organization for me to use because it's clear as day, and it backs everything that I'm saying. From under six, from under fifteens to the first team, mm-hmm. the teams are sixty percent ethnic minority. Yeah. Know? The staff that work in the FA, there's a few ethnic minorities, but where it matters at the decision-making table, there's not one. Zero, yeah. The stats are still there. There's only one that's trying to get in there. Is Paul Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Is he the right person? No, he's not. He can't talk for me. Yeah. He can't talk for me. He can't talk for Raheem Sterling. He can't talk for Jamal Baptiste. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why when they're bringing out all these strategies and stuff, you're thinking about who's... They're making them. Like, it's, it's the same faces. This is what I'm saying. There's no one who's experienced what we experience talking for the people that are experiencing it today mm. on the pitch. Who they're looking up at, at the decision-making table that look like them, that they're looking at going, he's going to chat for me. Mm. He's going to make sure that they understand and they know. Mm. That's support, you know. Yeah, That's another speaks. form of support. Yeah. There's that personal touch where you go and see someone, you speak to them, that's another form of support. Mm. Knowing that there's someone who looks like me at the decision-making table who is going to make sure they, un- they, 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 they understand what it feels like. They're never going to feel it, but they'll understand it. Do you know what I mean? You know, and I think that's where football's failing. Mm. And the minute that it, it, it does that, and I hear a lot of people saying football won't change society, football got the ability to be the catalyst for that's, change yeah that's literally why this po- this podcast exists for that you know it's got the catalyst to make change mm. because when you look at other sectors other sectors want to do what football's doing yeah in so many different ways yeah. i'll explain I'll, I'll i'll bring it down to a level so people understand what i'm saying in finance if someone's got a bond if someone's got something that they want people to invest in Who's the first people they go to to try and invest into the bond? Yeah, the footballers. They go to a footballer. Because then they can go out to this city and say, by the way, so-and-so is in this. Invested, yeah, yeah. How much he invested? Uh, He's invested 100 grand. Mm. That person who's in the city, his ego is going to go, okay, 
He's in 200, it. Yeah. I'll put 200 in. Yeah. So he can go to his mates and go, I'm in, I'm in an investment with so-and-so. He put 100, I'll put 200 in. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So other sectors want to do what football's doing. Yeah. So why don't football show them the way? Facts. Diversify the top table. Make sure everyone's got a voice at the top table. Facts. Men, women, yeah. and all ethnic minorities. Yeah, disabilities as well. Disabilities. Like Make sure they've got all bases covered at the top table. Hmm. And that's when you'll start to see when you say things rot from the top down and not the yeah, bottom up. Things, the flowers will start falling from the top. Yeah down to then go back into the soil yeah, to flourish again. again. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen. You know, and, and, and that's my thought process on it. You are now locked into the Beyond the Hashtag podcast. You're segueing very nicely because then talking about getting people into those positions, your degree that are you, you just trying got. to say I should take over as host? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's what man's telling me, you know. I'm segueing. I've heard segue a few times, you know. Listen, if you want to do a co-host, I'm, I'm there for it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but your degree that you just got, so is it, um, say the full title of it for like going, getting into um, So it was a governance course that I've done. Yeah. Effective board member. Effective board member. That, yeah, that's it. So something like that and... and more people in, and I'm not saying you specifically, but if there's more black people, more Asian people, more, you know, ethnic minorities, dis disabled people within the football scene, especially ones who have played the game, let's say, going on those kind of courses and, and educating themselves to be equipped and have the qualifications to go into those positions of power. Like, that kind of thing needs to be, I guess, championed and, and encouraged and, and promoted more so that when people leave the game, it's not just... I'm going to be a coach or I'm going to be a pundit kind of thing, which is great. And that, you know, we've made Not strides. everyone can be that. That's, That's what I'm saying. Fact. Yeah, exactly. Not everyone can be that. Yeah. But the ones who can, and the ones who can potentially go into those FA positions, that kind of thing, need to know that these courses are available and need to have someone who is an example in those, in those kind of industries and spaces and yeah. bringing them on with them. So I, I went on that via the PFA, the PFA do it, um, which is fantastic. Their educational set up of the of, of the PFA is exceptional um, and I've done that course via via the PFA and it's helped me massively to be able to sit here and talk yeah, yeah, and, camera, yeah. and and articulate in ways <laughs> that I've never been able to before um, people listening to this you know me who went to school with me yeah. know exactly what I mean yeah you know I weren't as dappy as I'm making out, but <laughs> to articulate and put things across in the way that I I tend to do now, it was very different. But it's made me understand business. It's made me understand the frameworks, how a frameworks of a company is meant to look like, what it's meant to look like, and what it's meant to go through, and what processes it's meant to go through. And there's a part of the governance code which tells you, which which says that companies should look at the diversity within their organisation, 
backgrounds, everything, skin colour, everything, look at everything. But for some reason, that part of the governance code is getting missed out. Mm. And I was shocked when I read it, because I didn't think there was anything in it. In, yeah, yeah. Because like this is the way your company's meant to be set up. This yeah. Companies that are successful run off the frameworks of governance. That's out there for everyone. That's why the governance code was made. Yeah, it was, yes. You know? And just that part, that part of it, a lot of organizations ain't doing it. But the Dr. Carl George, who heads up the governance code, so he's the teacher, the mentor, he's put together something called the race code, which specifically talks about diversity and inclusion. It holds organizations accountable account. for what they're not doing and it's a fantastic race code it's a fantastic um tool mm. and code to go into organizations if they're willing to take it by the way mm. um to make sure that position higher position positions of decision makers are more diverse and inclusive than what they are today. Yeah. You know? And that course really has shaped Anton for life after football. Mm. You know? Anton the football is finished now. Yes. That's now Anton the mentor. Anton the ambassador. Anton, mm. I hope... The businessman and entrepreneur. Amen. That's what I'm going for. And, I, and I've got good people around me who help me. You know, um, I'm a business owner. Um, Ferdinand Football Group, which wow. is a, a grassroots uh, football school mm. for, and our hashtag is everybody's game. It's inclusive. And what it also does is it does what a size five done for me. Mm. It helped my parents create the person. Yeah. You know? I know how hard it is to become a footballer. We might not get one footballer that makes it yeah. out of Ferdinand Football Group. But if football can do what it done for me in shaping mm. a kid's life, then it's done its job. Yeah, so much more to just be in that one star. There's exactly you out of trouble. There's like social skills. Like there's there's, there's exactly and and that is it. That's 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 my next phase of my life is about helping people, mm. um, and being someone that people can rely on. Mm. You know, and and the documentary was set that off for me. Mm. It gave me back my voice. And I meant everything that I said on that documentary. If people, if people need me, yeah. I'm here because I know what it feels like to be lonely, mm. you know. And and especially when it when it comes to uh, discrimination mm. and racism, I know only too well what it feels like yeah. to be lonely, yeah, and feel like no one's there to help you mm. other than your family, you know. So also that's my mum's legacy. My mum had a knack for helping people. She had a knack of having time for people. She helped people. 
and was always there for people to talk to. Um, And that's part of her running through me and part of her legacy is that I'm that way inclined. So any mentoring, I try to do it to the best of my ability because that's my mum in me. Powerful, bro. Thank you. Um, and, and just touching on helping and giving back to the game, um, there's one of our previous episodes um, with a guy called Henrik McKendy who used to play in the Liverpool Academy with like Raheem Sterling and that. He, was, um, he dropped out of the game like basically when he was in his early 20s because, you know, with the situation with lads who don't make it in the game and then they fall through the system pretty quickly but he has an innate passion for being a football consultant which is being an official position and getting the qualifications to actually mentor and do that kind of thing with you know young players coming through the game and you know whether they make it to professional or not but at least you can give them the skills and the guidance to not just be on their own and if they get dropped by a club and released then you know they just fall through the wayside that kind of thing so I think even stuff like what you're doing and more players who have been through what they've been through whether it's discrimination whether it's getting released from clubs that kind of thing I think there's there's a lot of power in you know people like yourselves and 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 Henok and and other players who are willing to do that outside of that's what I said just being a coach or a pundit or that kind of thing because like you said not everyone can do it so it's not the linear pathway to when you finish being a footballer to go into those two positions and the more you know more more people realize that and we can spread our wings into those kind of areas is where you know the, the generations will be helped and rounded in, in that particular way so i just wanted to, to highlight that for um, thank you for, for the impact of that hey you insta's finest make sure you're following us at beyond hashtag underscore to get them fire visuals um before we end we're going to do like some just quick fire questions just to just to kind of round up some from my listeners and a couple from myself so um and uh, I'm emphasizing the quick fire, and if you don't want to answer, then we'll skip and then we'll move on. There's only a few. So one from um Yazi here, which was if there was another case similar to yours this season, honest question, and maybe one or two lines, how do you think the coverage and response would be? So let's say the England captain of today, even say Harry Kane for, for hypothetical sake, gets accused of ra- uh, racially abuse, abusing a player, what kind of coverage do you think would be given to it? I think it's like we're seeing in the cricket right now. I think because people are open to speaking about it more, um, I think it'd be dealt with in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I still think there'll be protection for more protection for the perpetrator rather than the victim, because that's the, that is the trend that still seems to be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so I still think there'll still be that element, but it'll be spoken about a lot more mm-hmm. in probably a more balanced way than it was. In my incident. Mm. Okay. Um, another one from Abdella, who's a Chelsea fan, actually. So interesting point on his question. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the black players who supported JT during that time period? Um, and I guess potentially your relationship with them since. If if you did have a relationship before, what's it been with them since? So there's a couple of obvious names in the frame. Obviously, the prominent one is Ashley Cole. Yeah. Um, and no, the very well known the relationship between my family and his family is no longer there um, for obvious reasons mm-hmm. uh, I understand that he didn't want to go court he was summoned to go to court but if you do go to court 
if you can sit there and say he told his truth, then then that's 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 what he said. That's then. what he said. But if you haven't, then that's on you. That's on you. That's on your conscience. Yeah. You know, and and that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question from David A. And racial answer to this. In your opinion, do you think that John Terry is racist? Oh. I think if I'm just if I'm just uh, am I allowed to swear? I, c- I can bleep it out. Yeah. If I'm just a see you next Tuesday I'm just a scene it's Tuesday. Why is your skin colour before that? You've either got it in you or you haven't. Mm. Like why have you thought about? Why have you thought about my skin colour mm. to try and hurt me? There's malice in it. When there's malice in it, but then are you a product of your environment? Mm. And there's a lot of layers to that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of layers to that question. But I wouldn't like it's like if I'm trying to hurt you, like and say for instance you were bald. Mm. You so know you bald see you next Tuesday. But you could but you're just but instead of saying you bald, you're just see next just, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Why do I have to say reference you bald? Why yeah, do I have to yeah. reference your appearance? Yeah. You know, sure. and that's the way that I that's the way that I look at it. Mm. And It's the same as like the this conversation that's going on at the moment. Oh, it's just banter. Yeah, the, the packing conversation for reference. Yeah, this is this is banter. It's just banter. Mm. It's like it's. I'm just saying it's banter, so people don't say that. There you go. You know, so there's a lot less that question, but I will say. You can just be a C next Tuesday. You don't have to be a black one, yeah, see, yeah. a white one, an Asian one. Mm. Just a C next Tuesday. Mm. Leave that. We'll leave that, that one at that. But yeah, a couple more for me just to, just to finish off. Um, one's going to be on a lighter note, so we'll end on, on a bit of a positive one. But one before that, penultimate one. If in your heart of hearts you had to see one thing changed in terms of the discrimination in football kind of space and a solution for that, like so whether it was better sort of dealing with social media abuse or like uh, you know more diverse boards and that kind of thing if you had to you know pick one yeah pick one that you know you've seen at the end of your lifetime that you've actually seen an impact in the next however long you're on this earth what would be that one thing that you say yeah like i've, I've seen something i'd like to see social media account uh, companies held accountable for what they're not doing mm-hmm. and the reason why i say that is because the reason why i say that over anything in football because racism Ain't just in football. Yeah. People's got a thing of protecting people with blue ticks. Mm. What about everyone else? Mm. What about the normal person walking down the street? They need protection too. Mm. I would love to see social media companies being held accountable for what they're not doing and being able to put in place, well, not being able to, actually wanting to do it. Yeah. You know? And... As far as I'm concerned, they don't want to do it. Yeah. They can do it if they yeah, want to. The of course they there. can. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can stop people 
talking about COVID. They can stop people... Posting Premier League highlights. Posting Premier League highlights. They can stop people posting a song for copyrights. But you can't stop people posting racial abuse. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But you can put... But you can predict my whole sentence for me. <laughs> so it must understand the yeah, context that I'm, yeah. that I'm writing in yeah. to be able to finish my sentence for me right. by predicting my sentence, predicting my text. Yeah. So it must know the context that I'm talking talking in. Mm. So how comes that that tool ain't been put in place where if the context of the word black or the context of the word kitchen yeah. for a woman... Or a monkey emoji. Or, or a monkey, monkey emoji... If the context of that is wrong, you should not be able to press the tweet button. Just like if you go over 160 yeah, characters, you, can't, yeah, you yeah. can't physically press that button. Mm. You're telling me they ain't got that that technology? Of course they have. Absolutely. The facts are there for everyone to see. And the fact that I'm I'm involved in these conversations of trying to get it changed, they don't want it changed. Yeah, you know they don't. That's the biggest thing. They don't want it. So I'd like to see social media companies be accountable for what they're doing mm. and an independent regulator come in and regulate them. Mm. Just like Gary Neville, Gary Lineker and, and these guys are championing for, for, yeah. for football to be regulated by an independent body. Mm. This is what social media companies need because right now, social media companies, Twitter regulates themselves, yeah. Facebook regulate themselves, Instagram regulate themselves. Let me put it like this for you. See, when you was in school, yeah, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you like to mark your homework every week? Be light you work. get ten out of ten every yeah, week, wouldn't you? Work, but that's what that's, the, teacher, exact, yeah. that's the exact same yeah. as what it is with the social media companies. They can do no wrong because they're in control of everything they're doing, and that's what I'd like to see more than anything. Because then the wider society will be in a better place. Not just football, yeah, the wider society. Thank you. And very last question. We're going to end on a bright note. So I'm a man of Premier League years. So first time I remember seeing you, West Ham, Upton Park, this on TV, but against Fulham, you know what I'm about to say. Ball comes, in, ball, comes in, <laughs> ball comes into the box, heads out, bounces what, over your shoulder, one bounce, turn and... No bounce. No bounce. On the full. Nah. I'm going to watch that video again. On the full. We're going to include the video. On the full. Marlon Hale will try to head it, set it for himself. <laughs> try to set it for himself. But because he's got a vice head, <laughs> the ball back, come off of, off of off of the side of his off his head and went over my shoulder. Yeah, and then you just and then it over my shoulder on bang. the foot. On the foot, okay. On bang. the foot, bang. Top, yeah, yeah top bins. Instinct. What I wanted Instinct. to ask you, what I remember from that, obviously you scored an absolute worldie over your shoulder. You're running away celebrating. You're like, oi, oi. I don't even know what you were saying, and this is part of my question. But like that emotion of 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 bagging a goal like that when you're centre back, you. Get the odd goal, but not like a goal like that. And like, what was you even saying? Because it was for me, it looked like a, a cross between I'm, I'm a G, I know what I'm doing, and oh my god, what have I just done? Kind of thing. Like, what what, what was going it, through it your mind? It wasn't a what have I just done because, <laughs> like, in training, you're, like, you're doing <laughs> like my volley. Like, if you ask me to to shoot mm. the ball on the floor, like, my shooting is like a <laughs> yeah, but you see on the volley, yeah. Techie. See you, that's yeah. That's me. Like yeah. I got more control that's, over that. Okay. Yeah. That's you know. Yeah. I don't know whether it's because I like to look nice. You know what I mean <laughs> when I'm doing it. The, 
the Plymouth. The Plymouth yeah. Nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The style is just like, ooh, bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Score of great goals, not great goal scoring. You know, so <laughs> there was that. And I, I just think that it was a, a, a bit of both. Like, I've just done that. In the Premier League. Upton Park, under the lights. By like, the way, yeah. I hope my boys are watching yeah, yeah. this, you know. <laughs> like, it's on Sky you know? as well. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Because like people know, I never played in the Premier League just for myself. I represented a lot of my friends, man. Because I wasn't the best on my estate, estate growing yeah. up. There were players better than me. Scott Ellis, Techie, better than me. Morris, you know. All better than me technically, like saw the game better than me as well. And I was representing them. We all had a dream. We all wanted to play in the Premier League. I happened to get there through hard work and support. I had support. So I was representing them. <laughs> Look, off the bat. What look. about the bounce? No bounce. Oh, no okay, bounce. that one. Okay, okay, okay. No bounce. No bounce, bro. Look at the braids, bro. That, that's what, he's, like, he's like, look, he's like, oi. He's like, oi. Oi. What have I done? Oi. 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 <laughs> oh, man. He's like, oi, where the man's there? <laughs> nah, it's mad, oh. like, but... I swear, I say F off, don't I? It's because like... I'm saying to the camera. I'm saying F <laughs> off. No, no, no. Get Zamora getting... I meant that. <laughs> so I'm saying I meant it. Yeah, that's why I thought the bounce... You know how it bounces now? Yeah, that's it bounces now. But then, yeah, but then it's on the Hayward, floor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Boom. Yeah, no, By the way, can I just say one thing? Yeah. If you're going to play this clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, I'm facing my own goal. Mad. When the ball goes over yeah, my yeah, own, look, look yeah. I'm out. Full Bang. Yeah, it's a finish still. It's mad. Stop it. He tried to set it for himself. Look, try to set it for himself. Oh. Yeah, that's unreal. Dirty. Is that Anthony Amy in goal as well? He's a top yeah. keeper back then as well. How old are you? Bang. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Like, like I said though, it was a I was representing my friends, man, mm. who were on the journey with me but never made it mm. to where I got to and they were better than me. Mm. You know? And I say that I say it with pride. Say it with, with, with a clean heart, man. Because I wish we'd have done it all together. Yeah, you know. But a lot of them lived it with me, just not on the pitch. Yeah, and to be able to give them that was was, was fantastic. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, man. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not a scorer of many goals, but I'm a scorer of good <laughs> Great ones. Great goals, yeah, yeah. The left foot volley as well. <laughs> what, my first ever goal, Watford away, man. boom. Left foot, bottom corner. The goal header against Rio. Oh, yeah, I remember oh. that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. No, moments, man. But no, Anton, I want to thank you so much for, for coming through, for your, your honesty, your transparency, and, and your insights to, to everything you've shared, because, yeah, it, it's been a powerful conversation. And, yeah, just champion like everything you're doing, where where your pathways are going to take you, and you know we're fully supportive of of what you're doing on on this podcast and this platform. And yeah, just thank you for your time. And you know, I'd encourage you know the listeners and the watchers to you know get in the comments and you know share their opinions, share their thoughts. You know, if there's young footballers listening to this and you know want to reach out to Anthony, said on the podcast like you're here, you're available, you're you're ready to be you know you're ready to help them and and ready to to make the positive change that we want to see. So now, thank you so much for coming through. Well, thank you for having me. I really really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you, bro. 
And there we have it, guys. Christmas special done and dusted. Thank you so much for tuning in, for lending us your ears. Thank you so much to Anton for his time and his dedication and his insights, honestly. Big up Ferdinand Football Group as well and everything they're doing for the community and British football. Guys, if you like the episode, please, and I stress again, leave us a like on the YouTube or subscribe to us on the audio platforms. Also, get in touch with us on the socials. Our socials are all in the description below. DM us with your feedback. You know, I'll take on board and I read everything and I respond to everyone. And we want to generate that conversation, which will eventually lead to action. So now big up yourself again, guys, for, for tuning in. Big up Anton as well. And guys, I'll leave you there. And I'll leave you there, not just for the episode, but for 2021. Big, big thank you to everyone who's tuned in, who's given feedback, who's engaged in any of our platform content this year. Honestly, it's been a whirlwind of a year and, and we've grown so much. And yeah, just big up you guys for all your support in 2021. Big up PBO House, who has massive dedication to what we do and, and producing each and every episode that you guys tune into. And other than that, guys, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All the best for 2022. God bless Here at Beyond the Hashtag, we invite all those who are invested in breaking the generational chains of racial injustice one goal at a time. To continue the engagement with us, please follow our socials, Instagram at beyond hashtag underscore, that's at beyond hashtag underscore, tweet us at beyond hashtag, that's at beyond hashtag on Twitter, you can email us for more lengthy discussions or suggestions hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com the email again is hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com and our episodes will always be available on spotify google anchor fm and apple podcasts thank you once again for listening and god richly bless